Welcome listeners to another inspiring season of the JMT Media Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Tacarante, and I'm thrilled to have you join us on this journey of exploration, growth, and transformation. In this season, season four, we're diving deep into a theme that resonates not only with the realm of businesses, but also within the very hearts of our communities, peace within your business and within your community. It's a season dedicated to unraveling the threads that connect inner harmony, successful enterprises, and the well-being of the societies we live in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to season four of the JMT Media podcast. So we are so excited that this season we're really focusing on women in tech, in digital media, in marketing, but not just in New York City and not just in the United States, but globally, y'all. So I am super pumped in case you haven't figured it out because our next guest, um, an amazing, amazing woman, we actually read about her in Forbes magazine. Um, And I'm not gonna go into too much details because I think it's really important to hear it directly from the source. So I'm just gonna give you a little bit of bio of who we are about to chat with. And it is my distinct pleasure to welcome Miss Elizabeth Mangui. She is the founder and director of Weegee for Women, a tech startup in the digital gig economy that empowers low-income women from the slums working as casual workers. She herself grew up poor and she had to feed and educate her seven siblings and her parents relied on gig work, which was scarce and sometimes unpredictable, y'all. Um, in Kenya, she refers to these ki- this kinds of work as bibarua, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, she understands the importance of gig work to low-income families across Africa, and her mission is to make sure work is accessible and it is well-paying to allow the women to work with, to provide for their children, and to break the cycles of poverty in the slums. Super excited to welcome our guest, Miss Elizabeth. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi, can you see me? <laughs> yes, ma'am. We are so excited to have you on the JMT Media podcast. <laughs> Thank you for welcoming me to your podcast. I'm very excited. <laughs> I yeah. am super pumped. Now, where are you at and what time? Let's talk about that. <laughs> yes. So I'm all the way in Africa in a country called Kenya, uh, the capital city called Nairobi. It's 6 p.m. right now. <laughs> yeah. So it's evening here. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Part of our podcast and our journey in entrepreneurship and owning a business is really taking it back to the roots of where we come from, where we're at. And so I'm originally from Texas um, with an amazing mother that had three kids and I was the youngest. And so we had our own levels of adversity and poverty, but I'd love for you to talk about your upbringing so our viewers and our listeners can have an understanding of where you're coming from because the Elizabeth now was not the Elizabeth back then. And so I would love to learn a little bit more about your upbringing. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good question. And uh, before I even tell you about my upbringing, it had a lot to do with me starting Gigi for Women. So just to tell a bit uh, about myself is that I grew up in the slum. 
I don't know if many of the people listening have had the experience, but it's very, very tough. Just to tell you about my parents, my parents would leave home as early as 6 p.m., and come back late in the evening and you know it was very unpredictable they were saying they're going to work and, and then sometimes they'll come we have food on the table sometimes they'll come we don't have food on the table you know it was very confusing for me as a child because i wondered we're working so hard saying they're doing all sorts of jobs and we could hardly meet the needs that we, they could hardly yeah. meet the needs for our home so it was very confusing I, it really made me really wonder about the world and even when i was Went to school. I was trying so much to make my happy, my parents happy because I could see they were really struggling. I wanted to put a smile on their face. But even when, when we learned, we were being told like hard work pays. But for me, honestly, it was very confusing because I saw my parents were so hardworking and we were very, very poor. Uh, but when I, as I grew up, that's when now I understood. Yes, they are very hardworking. But where we came from, there are no opportunities for them. So mm -hmm. as much as they are putting themselves out there, there are no opportunities. And actually, my upbringing is what made me now uh, decide to focus my life towards working with the community, that is people from the slums, and creating opportunities for them. Yeah. So for me, my upbringing was very tough, but I would say I don't regret it. I think I was put there so that I can have a purpose and create a better future for other people in my community. Yes. Absolutely. I think a, a lot of times people tend to forget that the adversities that we face as young children, you know, we, we just assume that this is what everybody, this is what everybody's going through. Um, we just assume that the table or not the table that you're sitting at, like, that's what everybody's dealing with. It's until you get older and you realize, wow, I want more. This could, I could do more and I could help more people. Um, yeah. So I think that's fascinating. Um, now, you talked a little bit about in your Forbes article about this big idea but then there was like the launch of the idea and then y'all had to go back and fix it. And I think that's so interesting. First off, I commend you for talking about running a business, launching something. And then you're like, Ooh, let me fix that. Because a lot of people just assume when you start a business that you know everything and you don't, um, you know, um, so talk to us a little bit about your big idea and your company. Okay, so yeah, my company is called Guiji for Women. Just, I know people are wondering what is Guiji. So actually, Guiji is a Swahili word, which means an expert or a professional. And we call our women Guijis, yeah? the women that we empower, so that they can know they are good at something. So Guiji, what we do is a social enterprise based in Kenya that empowers low-income women from the slums as a way of ending cycles of poverty in Africa. So just to tell you a bit about these women that you work with, uh, these women are in the slums. So just to give you a bit of context, they don't have formal education. So you can imagine they cannot compete in the formal job market. So for them, they are, li they are limited in, I'll say, into the blue-collar work. But when it comes also to blue-collar work in Africa, it's very limited for women. I would say for men, they have more opportunities. They can become mechanics, carpenters. But for women, mostly in Africa, they only do housework. So, but the challenge with this is people here, for example, in Nairobi, where I am in Kenya, people cannot afford to pay a house help on permanent basis. They only pay them uh, to do a gig. For example, move my house, I pay you. So this is the women that you work with. This is what they do, but they have a lot of challenges. 
knowing where their services are needed because this is casual work that somebody needs is demand on on demand but they don't know who is in need of their services they know the work is needed but they don't know who needs their services at the at the given time so what they do is they mostly go to suburban areas they sit as a group of 20 and then wait to be picked by people there so it's like i'll say it's trial and error and what happens with this approach is for example if it's a group of 20 people only two people get to get work that day so you can imagine 18 people go back home with nothing to put on the table and and most of these women just something else to tell you about them is they are their breadwinners in their families they are single parents so you can imagine because of this yeah, they struggle to keep their children in school. You know, they also struggle to provide for their children. And this is how we have these cycles of poverty uh, passed from one generation to another. But now what we do as Gwiji, we empower them because this is what they are good at. They are good at doing housework, yeah? So we have a platform called Gwiji App, which connects these women with their clients at the comfort of their homes. I so instead that. of this women... Yeah, instead of these women just sitting outside, you know how hot is it? it is in Africa. So they sit outside sometimes up to seven hours each day. At the comfort of their homes, they can be able to pick orders and just they have all the details, the name of the client, the location, how much they're being paid, and they go directly. So upon onboarding these women onto our platform, they're able to get at least one to two jobs per day and earn a steady income to provide for their children, as opposed to the other one, where they would struggle, even go for weeks without yeah. getting work. So that's what we do here at Gwiji. And you're excited. You want to actually want to, um, uh, we want even to go beyond Kenya to other countries. And we see this as a way that we can end poverty in Africa in a sustainable way. Yes. Absolutely. I love that you're thinking outside of the box because you're right. You could just traditionally be like, okay, you have 20 women, two will get work. And well, if you don't get work, no big deal. But you took it a step further to create this tech startup to help all women um, to provide services. So that way they can go back home and be continue to be the breadwinners for the family and put food on the table. Um, I love it. And now, this past year, you were the global winner of InDrive's Aurora Tech Award for 2023. So talk about that because that's a very <laughs> prestigious award. And a lot of times women in different cultures, and I know in, in my culture, in the Latin and even being Native American, like you don't talk about your successes because it's it comes off as being boastful. But this is a platform where I want you to be boastful. So <laughs> Talk about this very prestigious award. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So actually, this one I would say is the most, I think, prestigious award. And it came to us the, at the right time when we were really struggling, we were looking to scale and create more impact. So just tell people about this award. It's an award meant for women. You know, women face so many challenges, especially the women in business, trying to secure funding to achieve our dreams yeah. and also create impact. So when I saw Aurora, what, I, I like two things about it. First of all, it was for women only. So I was like, for the first time I came across a platform that was only for women, yeah? And also it was for women in tech. You know, even here in Africa, not so many women are in tech. So it was, I, I knew I had to go for it. I knew I really had right. to go for it. And I applied and I was like, uh, 
for real, when I applied for it, I was like, this is a very good initiative. I hope I get to uh, to win. But I, I was very, very excited for the possibility for any person who could have been the winner. But it came for us at the right time, I'll tell you, because that time we were really struggling. You know, here in Kenya, we have like hard economical times. And my staff and I we were not very motivated at that time. And when I remember the day we, we saw that you were among the finalists, we were very, very happy. Like we celebrated all of us, myself and the team. And then now we saw it was a list of very incredible women from all over the world yeah. that were doing so many things. Actually, when I saw all the finalists there, I was very amazed and encouraged. And I was like, I'll for me, that one was enough yeah. at that point. But winning it is, has been the highlight for me and my team so far. And I really am very grateful to Aurora. And the funding has really come in handy, especially creating capacity for these women who most of them don't have smartphones. And now we are trying to go around it and we're trying to see how we can now empower more people. So the funding is actually helping us create more impact in, uh, in, in Kenya. And yeah, I'm hoping the team will come and they can see also the impact they've created here because it's a, it's a lot they've done for us. Yeah. So we are very, we are very honored. I'll say. I love it. Well, first off, kudos, congratulations. <laughs> Clearly well deserved, but I love that immediately you're like, okay, well, with this award, how am I going to go back to give it to the women in my community? Like, that is amazing. There are numerous awards that are distributed here in the U.S., and sometimes people don't think of it as that. They're like, oh, I got this award. It's for me. It's, it's a congratulations yeah. to me. And I'm like, no, no, no. You're supposed to use it to give it back to your community. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I commend you. And I think that is phenomenal. So what I want to do is I want to wrap up this episode. But one of the things that I do with all of our guests is I ask them, what are two pieces of advice that you would give to young entrepreneurs, especially young women, that are faced with adversity, right? Um, it could be everything from not having enough food on the table to not being at the best colleges and the best schools and the best opportunities handed to them. What are two pieces of advice that you would give to young entrepreneurs, especially young women? Okay, so for me, the first thing I'll tell women, you know, sometimes um, even me when I I was there, I was like, okay, I'm a woman. For example, when I walk to a board, boardroom, maybe I'm, I'm facing against men. One thing you should know as a woman is that being a woman actually is a superpower for you. Never feel limited because you're a woman. Even if you're competing against men, feel you, you're actually better, you're equally, you can, you're up to the task. Never feel, feel like being a woman is a limiting thing. And also as women, you know, actually for us, we are very special, we get to bring up children. And you know, bringing up children, there's a lot involved, but we never give up. Yeah, you remember, as a woman, you never give up on your child. So even with your business, whenever you're faced with any challenge, remember this is also your baby, and you can overcome any challenge that comes your way. So for us as women, we have yes, papa, we have that papa of not giving up because we have the, the privilege of being parents. So if you treat our business as parents and as a child, you're going to overcome any obstacles. So for me, actually, I see, I see it differently. Being a woman for me is a privilege and it, it just gives me power. I feel very powerful. So for other women in business, never give up, never feel limited. And we can overcome any challenge that comes our way. Because I, as mothers, we overcome all the challenges to make right. sure our kids are happy. Yeah. That's, so that's right. Maybe, 
it's, it's so interesting that you mention about children because my first child, my son, my only son, I at the same time that I was pregnant with him was when I birthed JMT Media. And so you are so right. There's there's been opportunities that have been presented to me. And I'm like, no, I'm I'm not ever gonna close JMT Media to grow into another space. I'm like, this is my baby. Um, so I love the pieces of advice that you gave. And first off, thank you so much for being a guest on the JMT Media podcast. And you have provided such invaluable insight to just really striving for the best, even when you don't have everything handed to you because you can't do it as long as you don't give up and you stay focused. Um, so before I let you go, make sure that the folks that are tuning in, um, where can they follow you on social media, Instagram, so that way they can support you. So Gwiji Services on all social media platforms. Uh, yeah, that's where you can find us. Yes. And also we have the email info at guijico.com. You can uh, get to, uh, uh, you can reach me on that email. Yes. So, I love yeah. it. I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much. And for those of you that are tuning in or listening or watching, make sure that you follow and continue to share and like the JMT Media podcast, award-winning podcast. Um, we are in our fourth season. So thank you so much, Elizabeth. And I wish you nothing but success to you and your community all the way from New York to Africa. So <laughs> wonderful. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>